I took a jump that I didn't know was there and found myself in midair. It felt like I just went off a cliff and I freaked out, tensed up. And as soon as I hit, it was like the impact was like a lightning bolt just hit me right in the low back. And I knew I was in big trouble. What is up, BA family, and welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Air podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. I am your host, Mason Bendigo, and thank you all for tuning in. Today, we have inner peace coach, speaker, author, and founder of Freedom from Pain Coaching, Charles Clay. There was a moment in time for Charles where he had a life-changing injury at the top of a mountain. And he decided that instead of going out of the knife, he was going to find a way to heal himself from the inside out. If you're anything like me at this moment, you may be wondering, Mason, how in the hell is that even possible? But Charles breaks down not only his experience, but his experience with many clients that he has had as well, and how we store a lot of trauma from our past in our bodies. And there is a serious correlation in the mind and the body and how pain relates to that as well. Charles dives into how he first got into neurokinetic therapy, what it is, and how it's impacted not only his life, but thousands of others. He also dives into what he coins the laser focus method that is all centered around where energy goes, attention flows. I love this concept, but it's very eloquently put by Charles, and I think it's impactful for everyone listening. We talk about the four guiding principles that he believes are the cornerstone to a strong, purposeful life, and also being in a creation state versus a consumption state like so many of us stay in in today's consumerism world. If you enjoy today's episode and the show and you want to hear more from Charles, you can find him at charlesclay.coach and you can go check us out on Instagram at Breathe in Air podcast, where we keep you up to date with the latest and greatest on the show. We have some very exciting things coming for you, some exclusive communities and things that are really going to allow us to continue to flourish together, grow together, surround ourselves with like-minded people, put ourselves in rooms where we're going to upgrade our finances, our mentality, and our physicality ultimately allowing us to live the best life that we're possibly capable of. So a lot of exciting things coming before the end of the year for the BA family. And if you're interested in being part of our early test group for this community, reach out to me on Instagram and DM me community. That is community. If you want to be part of our early access club, without further ado, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you, Charles Clay. Just got back from Hawaii not too long ago. I mean, I'm jealous of that. How was it? What what'd you what went down? You were telling me a little pre-show, but for the listeners. Bringing the aloha vibes. Man, every time I go to Hawaii, there's there's some sort of initiation. And uh, more recently, it was a man of war. I don't know if you've tackled one of those yet, but these jellyfish can, can pack a, a big sting. So it was like our second day in Hawaii and I just stepped on one and it was excruciating pain at this one spot in my foot. And we had a a wedding and all these big events coming up. So I was like, man, I need to heal this ASAP so I can be dancing and doing all the fun things. So that's what I was visioneering. And yet when I looked at where I got that initiation on my foot, it was the exact same point. If you're familiar with reflexology charts our faces, our hands, our feet are all maps for our internal organ systems. And it was literally pinpoint on my adrenal gland. And so it was a strong indicator, hey, you're on island time now, and you could just time to slow down and take that like coffee adrenaline, do, do, do mode back home with you. But right now it was like, oh, yeah, of course, it's time to slow down, relax and just be. And so it was cool. As soon as I got those lessons and blessings, my foot healed really fast. And I was able to, to you know, bust a move at the, <laughs> at the party and, the, you know, the festivities <laughs> and the wedding and everything. So 
appreciate That's amazing. It. There, there's so many correlations between, you know, our bodies and, and the signals that our bodies give us and what's going on in our outer world as well. So I want to definitely touch on that, but to kind of turn the page a little, speaking of Hawaii, the opposite of Hawaii, cold, right? There's a moment in time for you where you're on Mammoth Mountain and you're snowboarding and you hit this jump out of nowhere. Put us in that moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. This is 2008 and I was with two buddies and <clears throat> we we're so excited about charging the mountain, but it was one of those days where there was snow coming every which way. It was a full on blizzard. And so it got pretty dodgy up there, but we were already at the top and they had closed down the lifts because it was so dangerous. So we look at each other and say, well, there's only one way down. Let's, let's charge. And so we're flying down this white abyss where you could barely see a tree, like five feet in front of you, just a blur of whatever. And, um, we're having a blast until about halfway down. <clears throat> I took a jump that I didn't know was there and found myself in midair. It felt like I just went off a cliff and I freaked out, tensed up. And as soon as I hit, it was like the impact was like a lightning bolt just hit me right in the low back. And I knew I was in big trouble because it was the most excruciating physical pain I'd experienced to date. Then mm. um, <clears throat> I'm yelling to my friends, hoping that they can hear me. Like, guys, they can't hear anything through the muffled snow. They're already ahead of me. I look at my phone. My phone's dead. And I'm sitting here on the mountain going, I can't even move. And I'm in big trouble here. Like, I don't, I need to figure out a way to get down. And it's, it's just a trip in those moments looking back, like how we can always find another gear, you know, and, and, uh, and channel that inner Spartan warrior in those situations and just took everything I, could to click my board off and actually sit on my board for a while and slide down like that. Cause it was less pain and <clears throat> yeah, it was brutal. I had to keel over and like breathe into the pain for a while. And then eventually I made it all the way down the mountain uh, to go see doctors and I didn't like what they were telling me. So I got multiple opinions. They were all saying the same thing, showed me x-rays telling me how jacked up my spine was and that I would need surgery or I might never move the same again. And this was the worst news I could have gotten for my background in kinesiology, my degree from Washington state, and just this fascination of the human body and, and, um, these sensory suits that we get to call home for such a short time that, um, even in a fight or flight state, I was able to access my intuition and choose a different path. I just knew going under the knife wasn't my path and, so that took me on a self-healing journey that uh, wasn't easy, but was well worth it. Uh, you know, I remember crawling in my apartment in San Diego to the bathroom. I was in so much pain, and and I had to finally face and sit with a lot of heavy emotions that I had been <clears throat> hiding from, over-consuming to not feel, uh, you know, drinking to numb it out on the weekends, and all the things, strategies we develop to not feel uncomfortable. And yet in that moment, I allowed myself to go to the depths of those heavy emotions, the shame, not knowing if I could get to work, let alone, you know, even stand up straight, uh, fear yeah. if I was ever going to move the same again. You know, we put so much clout into what these doctors say. Um, and yet <clears throat> I had some unresolved grief at that time, too, that um, I finally got to realize and, and feel into. And as those tears fell and I just had like this deep clarity and set an intention while I did a meditation to receiving all answers to healing naturally. And during that meditation, a friend I hadn't talked to in over two years sent me a text right at that time and said, I heard your back's in bad shape. Check out neurokinetic therapy, the, the NKT, the work of David Weinstock. And so I was blown away by this rabbit hole he just introduced me to and started studying David Weinstock's work and found, you know, he found ways to get answers from the body through muscle testing. And it just connected so many dots for me with my background. And so I knew, you know, I got him on the phone and had a chat with him and he set me up with one of his top students in San Diego at the time, Christina. And I'll never forget my first session walking in. And meeting Christina, I, you know, I looked like 
Shakira stuck in a mid hip dance move, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like over to the left, upper bodies to the right. <clears throat> of course, representation of how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that time as a trainer, health coach, taking on 10 clients a day, running on coffee, and then going out on the weekends and just overindulging and partying to not feel heavy emotions. And so, of course, this was happening for me, but um, it wasn't until she got me on the table and started testing muscle groups and found that my glutes weren't firing. I was like, what do you mean my glutes aren't firing? I have huge glutes, right? <laughs> and it's a simple test. You just push down with your foot and it just failed. I was like, wow, that's that's odd. And then she had me clench my jaw and retested the glutes and all of a sudden they were coming back online again. So my body had just showed us that the neurological traffic jam the signal was getting stuck in my jaw and wasn't making it to the glutes, the big guns to contract, activate and help stabilize the spine and movement. So uh, we found this compensation pattern and she starts putting on rubber gloves and she's like, I know we just met, but I'm going to have to go in your mouth. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I said, no. Said, you're going to what? And <clears throat> I gave her consent, of course, and she released my jaw and it was so painful and achy yet. I couldn't believe how I instantly felt just more energy flowing. And sure enough, after a good jaw release, uh, the over, you know, compromising muscles that were over firing, then all of a sudden my glutes could fire again. And we did this for a couple wow. other compensation patterns that we discovered. And I got off the table and felt like I was a new man. I literally was in alignment again, gave her a big hug. I was like, I need to learn this. I'm going to come see you every week. I, I took all of David Weinstock's courses and became a neurokinetic pain relief specialist. And it was a, a huge redirection in my path that uh, opened up so many gifts for me. And so it's been, it's been a blessing, you know, looking back <clears throat> the most painful experience, realizing that that was a way of helping me improve my relationship with pain. And thus with these sensory suits, you know, pain is a, it's an indicator. It's like a check engine light in our car. Right? Yeah. It's like pay attention inward now to avoid a major breakdown. And I wasn't paying attention. So I had to learn the hard way through a major breakdown. And luckily through all this work has evolved. I've, even though I learned the hard way, I've found um, how to teach an easier way for others. So they don't, they can learn through my mistakes and others instead of uh, having to stand on land on those same landmines. Wow. So much to unpack there, but it's actually incredible. Your story is extremely powerful. For those who are listening, they're like, what is neurokinetic therapy? I mean, you kind of went into it a little bit there, but unpack a little more. What is neurokinetic therapy? How does it work? Yeah. yeah so <clears throat> for those <clears throat> that aren't familiar with muscle testing, you can muscle test any muscle in, in the body. And if it's not firing. You'd be amazed at how many people are walking around with these compensation patterns. And it's a blessing and a curse because I'll go to the gym and see people with like a massive asymmetrical shift and their spines jacked up, yet they're throwing on like double barbell, you know, like all these plates on the to squat and just reinforcing dysfunction. And so it's going into the root of where this is coming from you can get answers from the body through muscle testing and it'll say yes, if it's strong, right? If it's a good neural connection from your brain to those muscles, then it'll get a nice strong um, neural connection. But if not, and you get a fail muscles that aren't firing, then we get to do a little detective work and figure out why. And that's why I love NKT so much is because, um, you know, there's so many common denominators, so many things that we see that are very common compensation patterns that people develop that thus result into pain. So I get a lot of people that I've had people fly all the way from Australia to come get sessions with me. And because they're at their wits end, they felt like, man, I've tried everything. I'm facing going under the knife tube surgery and, you know, heard about you. So they, they fly out and in one to two sessions, we can usually get to the root of what's going on and turn on muscles that weren't firing. And <clears throat> I'll give you a good example to really dive into this. This is one that I see a lot with um, entrepreneurs, 
doers, it'll show up on the right side a lot. So people come to see me with low back pain. I'll get them on the table. We'll muscle test their core muscles, right? So their six pack might be firing strong, but as soon as I have them draw their belly button in and we, we test some of the deeper core muscles that help stabilize your spine, it's called your transverse abdominis. Those are oftentimes offline. So it's like this person could do sit-ups till you're blue in the face, but if you're not getting a neural signal to those muscles, then it's something else is taking over for it, right? And oftentimes it's the jaw. And, you know, we later discovered so many gems about the jaw. It's related to our emotional limbic system. So oftentimes we can carry the energy of anger, resentment, even revenge. And so this is giving us clues as to some deeper layers that want to be healed and revealed. And so in that example, I would, once we figure out that those deep core muscles aren't firing and I have them test after they're clenching their jaw and it's strong again, then we just identified that it's where the, the root of the, the issue is. And so then I teach them a bulletproof core technique, which is fascinating because there's a technique to increase and optimize your, those muscles, those core muscles activating. Those should be firing milliseconds before we do any moves to help stabilize your spine. So imagine it's like your internal weight belt. So if those are offline, all it takes is someone going to pick up a pencil or moving in a wrong way to throw their back out. So this work where we can go into this technique, bulletproof core technique combines some a breath technique with optimal activation of those core muscles. Once we get the neurological pathway restored and it's a game changer because this makes you instantly stronger in everything you do by stabilizing your spine from the inside out. So uh, it's amazing for power lifters and crossfitters and all that, because you can literally experience in real time how your body can become stronger from the inside out by using this technique. And so it's a lot of fun to teach. Um, It has been profound how fast people can get results from this. And oftentimes entrepreneurs, uh, it'll show up on the right side, like the right side jaws tighter uh, as the, the masculine side, right? So it's showing us, Hey, maybe you're doing a little more than you're being (laughs) and receiving. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we understand this from Eastern philosophy. And so I've combined a lot of these elements, including, uh, you know, the emotional aspect of energy in motion and help people connect the dots as to there are oftentimes emotional elements that go unaddressed with pain. And if that's the case, then they might feel better, but it won't be long before it comes up again and same pain shows up again or in a different spot. If you haven't addressed the emotional aspects and the metaphysical aspects that are also intertwined. So it's just fascinating. I geek out on this stuff and, you know, oftentimes it's like, someone with low back pain can literally be uh, in a fight or flight mode and have anxiety about not feeling supported because our back represents our support in life. Wow. And into some of the metaphysics and the thought process. So that if they're not feeling resourced, they're like having trouble paying bills and it's super stressful. It's like first, second chakra initiations. This is like, you know, your, your primal need, need all my, all my needs aren't met. And so it can be very stressful. And those thoughts can manifest in the body as that check engine like pain. So when we address that and help them get to feel through any of those emotions that were unprocessed from an earlier age, then there's a reparenting process I call the inner peace process. That's amazing for not only allowing your body to finally metabolize this energy that's been stuck for sometimes years and decades, but also to identify the negative subconscious beliefs that were created then at a younger age. This mm. is where the root of the I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or, you know, it, things never go my way. These kind of beliefs, these are decisions that we made about ourselves at a younger age while we were going through challenges that we didn't know how to process. 
And so those will keep running in our subconscious until and showing up in our experience until we go to the source of them to resolve it. And so I've never found a better way than the inner peace process for doing just that. And what's fascinating is on the other end of that, when you do metabolize energy that's been stuck for decades and has been getting triggered by all your greatest teachers, the people that can piss you off the most or, (laughs) you know, really know how to push your buttons that those triggers are a gateway to these deeper layers that want to be healed because they're no longer in harmony with your your higher self. And so um, in this process, people find out that they had like blocks to receiving money because there were some old subconscious beliefs around money's the root of all evil, or they picked up these beliefs from their parents, right? And just believed they were true. And so this stuff, when you release these subconscious beliefs, it's like pulling weeds out of the garden and then everything else can grow so much easier. And so that a lot of dreams come true on the other end of this inner work. And it's, it's really fascinating to witness. It's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, you've heard of, emotional trauma and energies being stored in fascia and other parts of your body. And it's just incredible. I mean, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about similar to these kind of things where we have the power internally to heal ourselves physically. And for you specifically, what was that process like, like being in pain and then realizing, Hey, I don't want to have surgery and using what you like to call your internal pharmacy to be able to heal yourself and now do that for others as well. Yeah. It's a dream come true, brother. Uh, literally there was times when I was in that pain that I couldn't even see five feet in front of me, you know, I was yeah. like so, so in it. And I remember that and I'll never forget that because we make decisions different when we're in that fighter's flight mode. You know, it's like that when that, limbic system is hijacked. It's like we make totally different decisions than if you just take a 12 inch elevator ride with some deep breaths, drop into the power of your heart, your body's intelligence that's in each and every cell. It's the same energy that's beating our hearts and creating planets that that is always available to us. And it's that information for self-healing is much more, you know, accessible than Google (laughs) better, better sourced info than controlled information that you'll find on the internet. And so I often, you know, will offer people when you're in an uncomfortable experience or you're dealing with pain, even chronic pain, there's three self inquiry questions that can really help accelerate or at least get you out of victim mode and into how is this happening for me? You know, cause there's a ton of talk about trauma and a lot of people recognize, you know, some of these horrific things that happen to them at a younger age. And as they dive into this scary stuff, um, you know, some therapies are actually like putting fire back on the, the actual trauma and yeah. recreating it. You know, some of these talk therapies and stuff, if they're not, if you're not getting results from that, then there's something deeper at hand. And if you begin your healing journey with these three questions, then it can take us out of victim mode and into um, like a a heat seeker for finding answers. Um, So before we dive into those, um, are you familiar with the reticular activation system? I have heard. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So those, those that aren't, there is a space in our brain right behind our eyes that's literally been scientifically proven. This is a, a filtering system. All the thousands and thousands of stimuli that are coming in every millisecond, it's filtering that to what's actually important to us, right? And so when we know this phenomenon is occurring, and you've probably experienced it when you see the new, the brand new blue you know, convertible Bronco. And you're like, that's the ride. I want to, that's the, I want to be the only guy on the road with that car. And then all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere, right? You're like, see it in a magazine. There's one pulled up next to you. It's not that they weren't there before. It's that now it's on your reticular activation system. So reticular meaning retina, the lens at which we see through is activated to 
uh, whatever is interest to you at the time. And so the opposite can be true, unfortunately, when we wake up, like, man, kids are up all night and get a good night's sleep and it's going to be a rough day. As soon as you declare that, you've just set your reticular activation system to, you know, a heat seeking missile to looking for <laughs> evidence of that being true and the universe will provide, right? You stub your toe getting out of bed, you spill your coffee because you're ungrounded, people are still in your parking spots, like all these frustrating things can ensue. And so knowing this phenomenon occurs, you can change your entire experience in your reality just by setting that reticular activation to what you want to feel, create, and experience. And so if you are in pain, if you're dealing with some uncomfortable emotions, then the questions that we ask have a huge impact on the quality of our life. So if we're asking high quality questions, then we can receive high quality answers. And that sets our reticular activation system. It's like giving your brain a job to do instead of just going in patterns and programs of negative thought processes. And so you can literally set your reticular activation simply by being intentional, by setting an intention. What is it I want to feel, create, or experience? So when you ask these three questions, it's doing just that. It's activating that so that you can seek answers. The first question, it's so simple. It's how is this happening for me and not to me? Because when we're in the, why is this happening to me mode? It can be prolonging the suffering experience, right? It's like the victim mode, something outside of us is, you know, uh, messing us up. So by asking, how is it happening for me? This sets your reticular activation to what being empowered and seeing it through a different lens. And then two, what are the lessons and the blessings that can come from this that I'm to learn, mm. right? And and this is an important one because uh, you when you ask these questions, even if the answers don't come instantaneously, you know, it might be while you're in meditation or it might even be you see a billboard and it has like part of the answer or a puzzle piece, you know, that makes sense to you. Or uh, a friend sends you, uh, hey, check out NKT, <laughs> you know? <laughs> This is how the answers come. So it's a, a great example of my, my experience. And the third question is, what needs to change? And this, is, this is a big one because your body is giving you information and messages at all times, whether we're paying attention or not. And so the better you can improve your relationship with your body and understand these messages, then the faster we can honor that and make some necessary changes and enjoy more freedom from pain. And, and experience more of the heightened states of pleasure and bliss and happiness and all the good things um, on the other end of those depths. So those three self-inquiry questions that are a game changer for um, basically catalyzing the healing journey for, for one's uncomfortable feelings and pain. Yeah. Pain is, is a wonderful teacher, right? I, I saw a quote or I heard a quote this morning. Um, goodness, I wish I could give credit to who I heard it from, but I can't remember it. It was that pain is mandatory, but suffering is optional. Yep. And I was like, oh man, that's so good because for you, for instance, that pain in that moment is has created this beautiful reality that you live in now. For a lot of people, the pain of the uncomfortable piece of building a business or mending a relationship. Those things are so vital to your growth. You know, yeah. you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I love that. I mean, it's, it's written all over your story and it's so important for all of us because we all have pain, right? Yeah. And one of the, because of that, one of the first questions I ask people when they come do this healing work with me is um, now you're aware of, you know, what's going on in the cycles. Do you want to heal this? And it seems like a silly question because they're like, of course, that's why I'm here. Right. Well, I have to ask because once you say yes, that will catalyze things for you. And some people aren't ready because there's still a pain body that's attached to a way they're used to getting support or love or, you know, some sort of payoff for that, that they're not mm -hmm. at that place yet and not ready. And so, that's 
you know, signing up for uh, living a life of more pain until they are ready. But it's, you know, it's really powerful as you improve this relationship with our sensory suits. And, uh, you know, it's just, I'm blown away all the time, you know, by, and, and when you get good at this, it's, you are your own greatest healer. And so, Mm. you know, you can try to source answers externally and Google things, self-diagnose that usually leads to more anxiety and (laughs) worry and worrying is like praying for what you don't want. So when you get good at this, you know, it's incredible what happens on the other side of pain. Like you said, pain's a great teacher. It can actually become like a friend that, um, you know, just like anxiety was for me. I used to have terrible anxiety and I made sure that nobody would notice that I was going through that, which was part of my initiation. It was like trying to hide the fact that yeah, I look like everything's fine, but inside I'm a mess. Right. And so this was adopted earlier from when, you know, my belief around it's not safe to show feelings or emotions or tears. Right. I was growing up the older kids I hung out with, that was a sign of weakness and you can't be showing weakness, right? If you're a guy. So these are some of the subconscious beliefs that I picked up that, uh, that created so much stuck trapped emotions within me that showed up as like tightness, aches, pains, reoccurring injuries. And until I dove into the emotional aspect and allowed myself to feel and heal through a lot of the, the depths of these heavy emotions, including anxiety, it was one of the first ones that I really was like, I have tried everything to avoid this, to stuff it, to get rid of it, and nothing has worked. And now it's coming up even more intense at the worst times. So I'm going to try something I haven't before, just sitting with it. It was like inviting it in for tea, right? So me and anxiety having this <laughs> conversation, right? Because Anxiety alone has a charge that word that can feel constrictive and like nails on a chalkboard if we're based on our past experiences of it. But if we break it down, anxiety is simply energy and energy is information. So I finally sat with this information and was like, what is it you want to show me? What are the lessons and blessings in this? How's it happening for me? And by using that self-inquiry, everything shifted for me. It was first... I got to sit head on face to face with my biggest fear. That's what anxiety was fear. And it was showing me, Hey, you chose as a soul to come in this human experience to share your God given gifts and your messages on your heart that can help and share and inspire and, and, you know, improve a lot of lives. And when I'm choosing not to do that and because of fear playing small or, you know, rejection or fear of looking stupid or all these things that would keep me playing small, then anxiety would increase. And so I was, I realized I had this revelation. It was like, wow, looking at my biggest fear, which is deathbed regrets, like getting to the end of my life and not being able to say, you know, I did it all. I put it all on the playing field, you know, made it through Contrastville and shared all my best ideas and gifts and messages. And you know, that dying happy to me is really important to let it all. I don't want to take any of these ideas or gifts to the grave. And so that was my biggest fear that superseded all these smaller ones, which were just like pretty minuscule, you know, fear of rejection. Like I've been rejected tons of times. I'm still fine. (laughs) Right. And, and, uh, looking stupid, all these silly things, right. They say there's a study that researched that more people fear, Talking in public, speaking in public more than they fear death, which is pretty oh, crazy, wow. right? Like you'd want to, you'd rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy, right? Which is just crazy. So I dove into that and realized why was that the case for me? And so anxiety became like a friend instantaneously. It was like, wow, I hadn't been opening the door on this friend that had been knocking on my door Every time I was over consuming and choosing not to create or share my messages and the gifts. And so as I got that aha moment and realized that 
I didn't fear anxiety anymore. And it was like this old friend and this relationship about, so it's not like I don't have it ever, but it's just, you know, like a nice little feather. It's like, Hey, you've been over consuming quite a bit. You might want to pick up that to do, you know, get to do list. And some of those ideas on your list and put these into, into play. And as soon as I make that change and step in alignment with my purpose again, just creating, it can literally be like creating music with my girls or creating a cool adventure or, you know, creating a new program or creating, writing a book. It, It doesn't matter what it is necessarily. It's just, we've been so conditioned to just consume both pills and food and drinks and information that we forget that we are epic creators Mm. here as amazing souls with unique God-given gifts here in this human experience to share that, you know, And, and those that are listening, you know what I'm talking about because you have those gifts and you've tried to play small and keep them inside. And when you do that, that gets very uncomfortable. It's like even your comfort zone gets very uncomfortable because there's something deeper inside you that knows you're here to share that. And so when you step into that and dance through fear to see what's on the other side, there's a gold mine of lessons and blessings that come from that. And I appreciated anxiety for that. And it inspired me to create the laser focus method. You know, this is around the time of uh, when the pandemic hit. And I saw everybody's everybody's attention just going like to all the crazy distractions. And I was like, wow, I started a free good morning ritual every Monday, 10 a.m. online. And I, I thought for a minute, maybe Zoom's behind this whole pandemic, <laughs> making a fortune off it. So, so we met on Zoom and it was an alignment activation that people could come back to full sovereignty. And remember, like you can source information from a better source than Google, you know, just by slowing down and connecting and feeling and and seeing what's present. And so that was a lot of fun. And that led into creating the laser focus method, which is a way to gamify our to-do lists and all these things we end up avoiding and create even more anxiety and overwhelm and just shifting that into a get to do list that you get to check things off and have fun doing it. And you can up level your, your level of focus by um, getting to Jedi level of practicing how to keep your focus on what's actually important for extended periods of time. And this, when you channel that into your creative endeavors, it's amazing. It's like so fun to recognize that, um, wow, here this whole time I was just, busy all the time, but now you realize what productivity is after experiencing this laser focus method. And you can just work so much smarter than harder. And then you get to reinforce these neural pathways with healthy rewards and healthy celebrations. And that allows you to become a a self sourcing, you know, tapping into your own pharmacy for the same incredible feelings serotonin gives you, dopamine, oxytocin, adrenaline. These are all things we've been taught to externally source when it's already within you. You can access that with healthy celebrations, you know, getting on a bike ride after I crush, you know, an amazing podcast or do check one of those get to do list things off. I get to go celebrate that and I'll go ride and, you know, head to the lake nearby, go jump in the water off the cliff and just float in a lake of gratitude. And that is tapping into all those feel good hormones and those neurotransmitters naturally. And I feel like just my little inner five-year-old activated while I'm riding bikes, you know, it's like the feeling of nostalgia. And because I used to create biker gangs when I was a little kid in our new <laughs> town, you know, like we were the scorpions. We had some we had some serious trails to ride and it accesses that, which is accessing my incredible imagination, right? Tapping in, bringing your five-year-old along. He's got some powers. And then also the feeling of freedom, just this getting to go as fast as I want, taking jumps, letting the wind flow through my hair feels like freedom. And so that Mm. is reinforcing these natural 
feel good emotions within us um, without needing to externally source them. And this has helped so many people with uh, battling addictions of clients that have, you know, quit smoking, quit drinking. They've cut out these addictions that they couldn't, couldn't uh, tackle before by using this process and realigning that energy into what they want to visioneer. They're creating their life by design instead of by default and sharing more of their God-given gifts, their skills, their talents, passions. It leads to so much fulfillment that the the money that comes is like a, a minor side effect, you know, as your bank account raises is a right. representation of how much value you've been creating and sharing. It's like that, that has not even a minuscule, uh, you know, experience of the fulfillment that you get from getting reflections from other people that have also used your read your book or you know used your process and got incredible results and their dreams came true these are that's worth way more than any money in my bank account yeah and that's why it, I stay on course. it reminds me of like the bell test that they did with dogs right where mm-hmm. you ring the bell they come to the food and then you ring the bell they run they're salivating thinking for the food right it's that constant repurposing and reusing that feeling to realize what Wim Hof, right? Get higher on your own supply. Yep. Yep. Um, And so it's, it's amazing that we can do that, you know, and that we can train our biology to work for us and not against us. And that almost witness consciousness that you talked about with your anxiety, being aware of that, being able to sit with it and feel it and let it flow through you. Because a lot of people, you know, when they get that feeling, and myself included, we grab onto it. We're like, oh, no, it's happening again. It's happening again. And and when we do that, I mean, you've said this um, for the laser focus method. Uh, Energy goes where attention flows, right? So we're so focused on that feeling in the moment that that's where everything goes. And then it exemplifies that emotion. I think the biggest piece of this, right, is alignment and feeling that alignment. Because once we feel that alignment, when we're out of it, we know instantly. And we can use these tools in our biology to pull ourselves back onto the track. But we don't ever know if we don't become aware of our subconscious patterns, right? And you have a tool that's called the alignment activation tool that people can utilize. So, People that are listening right now that are interested, how, how do they get a hold of that so that whenever they do feel themselves get out of alignment, they can be able yeah. to pull themselves back in? Yeah, this gift is amazing for that. I've been using this for over a decade and condensed it down into 22 minutes. So just go to charlesclay.coach, scroll all the way to the bottom, and as soon as you sign up for our newsletter, you'll receive a guided alignment activation to help you come into full sovereign chi. And this is, I call it sovereign chi because it's like freedom within yourself and alignment, just filling up with your own life force energy so that anything you've taken on, there's no room for it anymore. It's like the ultimate way to fill your cup through movement, breath work, and meditation. And it's very simple but very powerful for any time you're feeling off in a funk. It's incredible for good morning rituals. And so um, it's a great embodiment practice to have in your toolbox. Uh, anytime the going gets tough or just to set yourself up so that your cup's full and then it's easier to fill other people's cups. Cause how many times do we see people running around with empty cups trying to <laughs> you know, help, help others? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's no, amazing. that's amazing. There's a concept that you talked about that's called zone of genius. I feel like everyone hears that and they'd be like, I wanna I wanna know what this is all about. How can we tap into that and activate our zone of genius? Yeah, yeah. Zone of genius is beautiful. It's it's when you're tapping into that flow state. It's like instead of swimming upstream, which gets frustrating and like, you know, creating more resistance, it's like you get to just hop on a floaty and just float downstream (laughs) where it's like, Oh, this is taking me exactly where I'm supposed to go. And you're in flow. It's like that sweet spot. My, my buddy, Jason Silva said it really well. It's that spot between the sweet spot between discipline and surrender. 
Mm. Right in between there. there Love that. This flow state. And so you can get there with dancing with the masculine and feminine within yourself. And when you get really good at this dance, it becomes, you can move from receptive mode, which can be with meditation. It can be going for a walk in nature, get that contralateral movements going. You're accessing the left and right hemisphere of your brain and like, Oh, an idea pops in. And, and that, when that idea hits because you're in the feminine receptive mode and you're in like a joy state or following your highest excitement uh, or just having a great shower, right? When those ideas come in, that is not the time to stay in your feminine and just meditate for another two hours. That's the time to like pass the baton to your masculine and take inspired action on that highest excitement step. That's all you need is the next step forward. And then that will open up other doors for you on that path. And so you can get really good at that dance. And then it's amazing when people do this work because for your relationships, boy, when you've balanced your masculine and your feminine and you can enjoy that dance, whoo, just imagine what you can attract in, you know, the type <laughs> yeah. of people, your, your partner, you know, when you've been doing that inner work, it's like, so have they, and you come together and it's like, boom, two epic sovereign beings and creators choosing each other, choosing this dance mm. consciously instead of like needing each other. I need you to complete me or I need you to, mm. you know, always having this like codependency issues is how a lot of people enter in relationships and mm. uh, me included. This was Charles 1.0 and I didn't, these were things that were unconscious, you know, until I sat with anxiety and that pot of gold that I discovered at the depths of anxiety to align with my creator consciousness encouraged me to sit deeper with all these emotions that I'd been avoiding. I was like, well, what's at the depths of loneliness for me to discover, you know, and I literally sat with loneliness into the most uncomfortable feelings and slowed it all down with my breath. And watched as my mind went nuts. It was like, hurry, go to the fridge, just stuff this feeling, like call a friend. You can just escape this really quick. Just go on Netflix and any, or go on Instagram and just go on a scroll hole to get away from this. And I watched all these band-aids that I usually had given into before then and just said, mm. nope, I'm just going to sit with this. So see what's here, dive into the, the, the feelings, the sensations, and notice that, man, as that passed underneath that uncomfortable feeling of loneliness was these huge epiphanies. Just like, wow, when was the last time I've actually been this distraction free and not given in to all the short-term fixes and gratification things? And, and it felt super liberating for me. And it was like this, whoa, I always thought I was an extrovert. I'd go out to get my energy charged up. But now I realized this is how I really fill my cup in my own yeah. space, right? And that gave me the experience of sovereignty, which is what I share in that alignment activation that you can get at charlesclay.coach. And that revelation inspired me to take more time with myself. And I was realized how much I enjoyed my own company and that I don't need yeah. all these things externally, you know, but until you sit with that uncomfortable feeling of loneliness, oftentimes there are still codependency issues running that mm. pick up at an early early age. And so yeah. it's good medicine. I can definitely relate to that. You know, I feel like when I started going on this journey myself, I was always an extrovert. I still am to some extent, but I gained so much more energy from being alone and being introverted now than I ever thought I would be able to, right? It's It's been this weird paradigm shift for me where it does drain me more now whenever I'm around so many people and all the extra stimuli, especially people that I'm not in alignment with, you know, it, it is a noticeable difference. Uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. Absolutely. You, you said a, you had a quote where, you know, you said you gave yourself permission to feel more instead of feeling better. And I think for a lot of people listening to this, that is so powerful and something that they can relate to, you know, so it's, we often push away these negative energies, whatever they may be, sadness, anger, depression, anxiety, you mentioned, but oftentimes they're the most powerful ones that we have. 
right? It's just, it makes me think about like Darth Vader, right? Like on Star right. Wars, like they're so powerful. It's just how we utilize them. So how can we channel those negative emotions to be able to be, you know, a superpower for us? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, just a little on my story, how I learned this the hard way as well is, you know, I was 10 years old and the woman I loved the most, my mom suffered from severe depression, alcoholism, and, and uh, yet she was just such a shining light on her good days, you know, like the brightest angelic loving mom ever. But some days we'd come home from school and have to you know, like pour out her bottles of booze, you know, while she's nearly passed out. And so this early on these initiations, I mean, when I was 10, she took her own life Hmm. because she knew it was too much to bear. And that initiation fast forward, I'm sitting at her funeral next to my brother. And I remember trying so hard not to cry because of that belief I'd picked up from my older friends that, Mm. you know, can't show weakness, crying for babies, all these silly things that here I am at my own mom's funeral and not giving myself permission to, to grieve, you know, and that took me decades to finally allow for those levels and layers of, of grief to fall and, and to be recognized and released. And, and there's still some of that sometimes, you know, and I had a healing session recently with someone I work with and she has this unique ability to tap into the other side and access, you know, she's a medium for, um, you know, our, our loved ones that are on that have passed and, She'll be like, okay, your, your mom's taking over the session now. And um, she told me, my mom literally came through and said, you're ready to hear this now. You know, I couldn't be there for you and your brother the way I wanted to as a human. And I would miss out on your lives because I was battling so many internal demons that I love you guys so much that I want to always be with you. And she knew she would take her own life so that she could literally always be with us and see us, you know, from this higher state. And it was like almost like another layer of peace that I had Mm. and grief to that puzzle that allowed even more tears to fall of just, you know, pure unconditional love for a, you know, a boy and his mom and getting to do all this work on my inner child and and loving on that 10 year old, you know, this was like a a very complete cycle of, of that grief that um, allowed me to come to peace with it. And that probably wouldn't have been possible if I didn't come to that state where I was like so tight in my body and so many reoccurring injuries. I had this neck injury that would keep showing up and I'd work out and I tried all the physical physical ways to resolve it, right? Temporary solutions, nothing that lasted until I realized how stoic I was and that I used to be a loose cannon by a very young age. And in middle school, I decided, you know what? I don't like reacting in that way. So I'm just going to be in full control of my emotions and not show any emotions. So I became this like stoic, you know, uh, like very, you know, direct and nothing can rattle my cage early on in middle school. And that was an upgrade from where I was as a loose cannon overreacting to everything. But then as I got tighter, as more pain kept showing up in my body and nothing else was working, I flipped the switch and was like, instead of always trying to feel better, like you said, which I had a million biohacks, <laughs> breath techniques and all these ways to raise your vibration, but it wasn't addressing some of the deeper rooted, you know, blocks that were internal, you know, that weren't allowing for the flow. And so Hmm. by giving myself permission to feel more instead of always trying to feel better, that set my reticular activation to it's okay to feel and heal now and layers upon layers 
released when I finally sat with the depths of grief. And the story goes even deeper than that because prior to that, I was abusing cannabis. You know, I was smoking way too much weed. I was in denial for a while. Yeah, I can operate fine with this. And, you know, I was unmotivated, overconsuming. So recognizing cannabis, smoking, lungs, lungs, as we know in Chinese medicine, are associated with grief. So I was like, oh, there's still grief I haven't processed from my mom. Am I willing to go there now? And I gave myself permission to go there. And it's fascinating how by allowing those tears to fall and gaining new lessons and blessings in the depths of grief, like realizing how incredible is that, that we get to show, display how much we love someone when they're lost in our lives by liquid emotion pouring down (laughs) as a representation of how much I love and how much this person means to me. How beautiful is that? And so in that we're treasures of self-discovery and I didn't have the same magnetism towards weed and cannabis. It was like I took space from it and it was really easy to, whereas before it was like a challenge to even go a week without it, you know? And so, that really activated a lot of DNA within me. It was like, wow, what's possible here by uh, putting on the lens and turning on your reticular activation to being curious about these feelings and diving into that for deeper self-discovery to know thyself. And so many gifts have come from that and being so close to death and the death of my loved ones that, it's given me these superpowers of hmm. full presence, knowing that, hey, this is all temporary. And that's right front and forehead. Like, I don't forget that. I meditate with that. I am in a good relationship with death and recognize that this sensory suit is temporary. And so I don't want to have deathbed regrets. So that inspires me. That fear lights a fire to keep creating like an apple tree creates. You know, you look at it. An apple tree, you think an apple tree gives a flying flip if somebody thinks their apples are sour or if they think they're the coolest thing since apple pie, you know, it just keeps creating apples and we are the same way. We have that capacity, but we let these subconscious beliefs, I'm not good enough. We let the fears of, oh, I'm going to put myself out there. I'll get rejected or I'm going to have to deal with trolls or, you know, negativity and all these things like that's a sign that you're on a good path. If you got, if you're triggering people and you got some haters, like that means you're doing something, you're creating something that's catalyzing something in other people. And Hmm. that will help you refine the people that are your tribe, right? It's like anyone that doesn't like what I'm putting out. Cool. That's none of my business. You can hate on it all you want. That helps me align with the people that do resonate with my heart so that we can connect on a deeper level by by going to the depths of those emotions, realizing those lessons and blessings, and then getting to share those in a vulnerable way that allows other people to do the same. And it's a superpower. And uh, it's it's one of those God-given gifts that we're here to share. Absolutely. It's been a honor and a blessing to be able to share this with you today. I mean, this is life-changing stuff. I really do believe it. And the way that your story reflects what you're now trying to give to other people and have given to so many other people is making a huge impact. So I give you a round of applause for that. And I, I thank you for you know having the courage to speak your message because a lot of people need to hear it and, and more men need to be able to step into that as well. Um, on the vulnerability side, you know, that's, it's so huge. So thank you for sharing your story. Uh, it's been an amazing show. Absolutely, brother. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And I just recommend for anybody out there that is in that fear space where there's something you, you know, you're here to share, but you're still stuck in the fear, just screw it and just do it. Take the leap dance through fear, see what's on the other side. There's so much to gain from that. Our souls seek novelty. So there's something, a pot of gold on the other side of that waiting for you. And for those of you that feel stuck and that you know you need support, 
have the courage to ask for support and reach mm. out to the people that you intuitively feel called to. I know I had to learn the hard way that initiation too. So if that calls to you, reach out, whether it's me or somebody else, or, you know, we have so many resources and you are fully supported and loved. So appreciate you, Mason. Love what you do, brother. And uh, this yeah. has been truly an honor. Where can everybody find you, learn more about what you're doing and get connected with you? Yeah, check out charlesclay.coach. Um, you'll see all the latest and greatest there. And for those of you that are on Instagram, well, be sure to get your alignment activation by signing up for the newsletter so you can experience full sovereignty and create from that mode. And then um, those of you that are on IG, uh, check out charlesclay.coach, the same. I love to connect. So if any of this resonates with you, just feel free to shoot me a DM, inner peace process, laser focus method. I'll hook you up and I'm happy to support everyone on this journey. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it <laughs> can be fun. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you so much, Charles and everybody else. Thank you for listening and tuning in today. Go check out Charles and everything that he's doing. And y'all know the price of admission. If you enjoyed this, you got something from it today. Share it with a friend. Share it with somebody who you care about that could benefit as well. Because Lord knows we all need some help and healing in our life. So, Charles, thank you so much. As always, can't wait to have you back on. Yeah.